Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Um, but yeah, so what we were saying before was yesterday, you should have sent me a TikTok link which had like a sea, like a sea shanty in it. Um, and it's been stuck in my head since he sent it to me. And then he was saying how when he's tired, he gets songs stuck in his head. Or what do you call it? Earworm. Earworm. Is that like the medical term? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. It, like, I think everyone has experienced earworm at some point in their lives. Yeah. It can be really bad, can't it? Where like a song will persist for days sometimes. <laughs> And you think um, that the cure is just to go listen to the song. It's not. Sometimes that can just make it worse. Make it worse. Yeah. So I said, while meditating, so the meditation technique that I'm trying to use at the moment is like being aware of, so you, it's called noting. So it's like, where is your attention at the specific point? And one of the things, one of the notes is here in, as opposed to here out. So a, basically a mental like language that happens in your head. And obviously playing a song over and over again in your head is a very can like happens like loops and it's one of those things when you sit and pay attention to it actually it's looping a lot more than you realize (laughs) like almost in any gap in conversation (laughs) might have to edit it into the the podcast just for people to hear just uh that'd be good actually was a ship that put to sea the name of the ship was a belly of the winds blew up her bow dipped down below my billy boys blow <laughs> soon may the weatherman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum one day when the tongue is done we'll take our leave and go and then so then you have said oh well maybe when you're meditating you get the willy bum song the willy bum bum song I've got a little willy, I put it in my bum. Me and my bum have all kinds of fun yeah. and he sang me the willy bum bum song that now no one can hear because it happened before we started recording, but it was yeah. brilliant. So I think podcast-wise, we can we can embed little bits of it. I don't think there's as much copyright issues. Okay. Go outside and put my bum in the sun, and my bum got burned, and then began singing Willy Bum Bum, Willy Willy Bum Bum, Willy Bum Bum, Willy Bum Bum, Willy Bum 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 Bum. It's for, for it's for reaction purposes as well, isn't it? You know how on YouTube you're allowed reaction videos, but you're not allowed to just like post someone else's video yeah strange that isn't it they became huge for a while just reaction people, videos yeah just people watching like two girls one cup or whatever and just being really animated when they're watching it that's a fairly explicit video isn't it as videos go that's uh not not suitable for work a lot of people do it for um like a new song comes out and they'll do a reaction to the song which is strangely quite good i quite enjoy watching them don't know why yeah i, I, I don't know why either it's a very like, <laughs> like goggle box 
people want to watch people watching TV. Yeah. But it's not a natural thing. Like usually if you're watching something, those reactions would just be going on inside your head, but on the outside, your face would just be completely blank. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I think people really egg it up with the reaction video. Yeah. And they're like always thinking of something to say, always thinking yeah. of comments to make. But it's engaging, isn't it? Well, we've had a couple of people suggest that I do some reaction videos. Um, I think there'll be less like just me being flabbergasted by stuff, but more commenting on some kind of industry bullshit or I think it would make for some good watching. If I do say it's so the much. reason why people want that is because generally your, your reactions to things are quite funny. And I, I think that's just because you've got very little time for things. <laughs> just so it's just short fuse <laughs> my, my favorite thing is seeing like gordon ramsay react to like someone making um like spaghetti hoops cupcakes or yep. um uncle roger have you seen him no he is an asian comedian that knows a lot about cooking and does commentary i have seen it yeah <laughs> yeah i have seen that i didn't realize when i first watched those videos that he knew a lot about cooking i thought it was just a random guy just being scathing but um yeah i, I also didn't realize it was a character i thought he was just full-on like that mm. but yeah there we go so this is i don't know whether it's the first podcast but it's one of the first podcasts of 2021 um it's number two, actually, because the other one is on how we grew 3,000 followers on Twitter in four months. I've just been distracted because Chris has just sent us a, a photo of the cover of Cosmopolitan magazine. And That's I don't understand. I don't understand. So I think he's... Maybe there's a comment in coming, but people <laughs> listening, the, the new issue of Cosmopolitan has three oversized models, and it's all about like... They're all wearing Gymshark. You're all in Gymshark, about how kind of size doesn't have to be the thing which... What, what do they say? 11 women on why wellness doesn't have to be one size fits all. Um, and it's from February 2021, this pre-release so i suppose it's the reaction to like the last three or four years where instagram's become like super engineered and no one looks like that and we're probably going to see a, a return with accounts like the tummy diaries have you seen her mm -hmm. uh, this is a very dangerous thing to start talking about isn't it it is i think we've already discussed it on well you and alex have on uh oversized gymshark models from a marketing yeah. perspective. Yeah. Um, Alex had, had some good thoughts on it. Yeah. That, like the problem is people thinking that Gymshark means something when actually it doesn't, it's just clothes. <laughs> they've, they've invested their brand or their, their identity into the brand. So as time has gone on, I think I hold fewer and fewer political opinions and I just start to see things more as like, can this be traded or not? Wow. Which is maybe a bit of a psychopathic tendency, but... Um, I think, like... Well, it's more about, like, 
how much mental resource and energy are you going to waste on something that that isn't going to benefit you and so the only way to make it um, of use is can it be traded yes or no if no ditch it or stick it on your someday maybe list to read about and if it can be then do something about it it's really interesting that idea because that's like most like if you take a sort of a person off the street and look at their like inbound communication so much of it doesn't actually mean anything like the news on a daily basis so much of it doesn't matter and what's really interesting it so when when i started working at um like the grad scheme accountancy grad scheme me and one other guy got so overwhelmed by the number of like just like incoming things you had to do within your first like month of being there there's like all these things you had to be at all these calls you had to be on all this stuff you had to do checklists courses exams and we both just settled on this idea that if it was really important someone would come and get us and tell us about it like if you miss something that's legit important that you had to be at you'll definitely be told and if you look at the news recently it's some of the only news that probably maybe in your entire life has actually had a direct effect on like tomorrow <laughs> and look at the effort that is that goes into making sure you, you, you're aware of it so like you could have feasibly ignored all of the news up until now and the only thing that was actually relevant you'd have probably seen like someone would have messaged you and said have you seen the news it's a really good point and i think it's one of the big lessons from 2020 mm. that you're very good at implementing this which is like deciding on what is the desired outcome that you're looking for and just closing out all other irrelevant forms of input that aren't going to help you move towards that and some would say like oh it's a you know it's a it's kind of a blinkering way to live life but that's that's very much by design <clears throat> and we we're not short of inputs and i think the problem is that for the sender of any piece of information for whoever's broadcasting those emails at, at your old job, for example, or whoever's pumping out news or media, they don't have any concern for what's the level of bandwidth that that person listening to it has. And how much is a hundred of those inputs going to cause someone to not be able to make their own decisions or um, be able to, to think? And so I think really in this decade, we're going to see... <clears throat> the true sign of wealth as someone having space and time to think being able to consciously close off your news feeds or choose what you want to see rather than algorithms or bloated inboxes being the thing which determines what is your mental environment yeah it's just it's very difficult to do is the challenge isn't it it has to be right. consciously created yeah the so like as we're recording this it's like the very start of january so in the past week um the news has just been a barrage of like bad things bad things bad things you know brexit the i mean vaccines good i suppose but obviously being put back into lockdown and then uh on the like the other thing i've been paying a lot of attention to is um that Yusuf and I were chatting about last night was uh, Apple's new iOS, like restricting data sharing. And it's just interesting to see 
the basically the producers of the device that so many people will be consuming this information on are taking this view of like actually you know what we're going to be the person that like stops data going from what you're looking at and where that information goes because so much of that curates like what you see on your newsfeed and things that may trigger you or offend you or upset you or like polarize you into believing something extreme comes from these platforms knowing so much about you um, and thinking, well, if I serve this ad or this post to this person, they'll probably start thinking this or they'll probably start forming this opinion. So I think that's where th- there's a there's a real danger and it may not be in full flow at this point. And I think like the idea of having customized adverts pushed to you, like that's that's kind of fine. Like it's a bit more... Um, it's a bit more sinister than like a billboard because it's, you know, they've learned a bit about you and they're showing you products that you would buy. So it's influencing your consumer behavior, but that's not really the end of the world. What the the risk is, what you just described, which is somebody has enough data about you to make minor modifications to the information that you receive and then changing the feedback loop so that your opinions change or your voting behavior changes or... And the technology and the potential for that exists now. And so that's where it starts to become much more murky because not only are you consuming the data, but the data is starting to alter the way that your your brain works without yeah. consent. Yeah. <clears throat> and like how my newsfeed and your newsfeed and our girlfriend's newsfeeds and our parents' newsfeeds like that. Everyone sees a different version of social media, but you don't think about that when you're looking at it. You're thinking, oh, well, I'm looking at Instagram or I'm looking at Facebook and the feed is just, the, is just Instagram. But it's, it's actually been very carefully pieced together by some very advanced bits of technology um, to get you to spend time on the, on the platform. But we're, I suppose we're getting, <laughs> we're getting a bit away from like, welcome to 2021. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's just I suppose um, all of this comes back to the stuff that we we did an episode with Chris on Modern Wisdom um, about, and I think what you and I spent a lot of time talking about was bandwidth management, like both increasing your bandwidth through like learning to spend time on your own and doing sort of mindfulness meditation practices, but also reducing the incoming um, and focusing on the fewer things. Yeah, and I I certainly feel like. The, the last decade has tilted the balance so hard from outbound, like I'm going to go out and look for information on this thing and action it to just fielding inbound stuff, like just firefighting constantly. And yes, like we're going to have slightly harder job doing that with our inboxes compared to most people. But the the trend is that you're going to be we, everyone, everyone's going to be flooded and we're going to have to really try and reclaim that that bandwidth. Someone added me to Clubhouse yesterday, which is a new... Me too. Trend. Oh, God. <laughs> what, what did you think of it? Uh, so I've not even... Uh, I've not even opened the iMessage with the invite in yet. Okay, I would not. Um, <laughs> so it, it just gives me a bad feeling because it's the kind of... It, it's an app that basically is constant conversations so it's like you know facebook rooms where you have like a group zoom call where anyone can drop in and and contribute to the chat so it's a group chat but in voice format oh my god and it's just like 
you can just drop in and out of any chat and there's obviously thousands going on simultaneously. So it just means that not only now are you having to field direct messages that come into you, but you've got all these conversations going on as well. And it's not stuff that you've chosen to listen to. I think it's different that you're like, if you choose to listen to a podcast, you've gone out and you've said, right, I want to learn about this topic from these people. But instead, you're just being like inundated with, it means that no one ever gets used to the sensation of the inside of their mind, or even trusting the thoughts that they generate, because everything's coming from the outside. So, so you join a room on Clubhouse, and there are people already in the room. Just chatting about various topics. So how, is there like, an, there's always an, an active audio feed of someone talking? It's, it's like a interactive group podcast, but 24-7, like radio. So if you join, you can't see like what's led up to the point of conversation now, you're just in? Just in. I think it's wow. going to be big just because it's the way things are going, especially because this is the year of loneliness. And so suddenly people can just stumble into a radio studio. Be not lonely. Be with people. Yeah. yeah. So the person who added you um, was in a group with someone that he thought was random, but actually it was Dr. Is it Mike Banner? Dr. Mike Banner. Banner. Been on the podcast. Who, 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 who you know. Buildings. Very yeah, good. Yeah. Um, and he was in, we'll just say it doesn't matter who it is, guy called George added Yusuf and George is in a room with Mike just shouting Yusuf constantly. And Mike doesn't know George and Mike was like, what's going on? What's going on? And you're just like, what a weird, what a weird experience for both people. Well, the, the lack of context means I stumbled in and thought, oh, Mike knows George. That's, that's funny. <laughs> and then it turns out they weren't. Just George has just been very over-familiar with Mike. <laughs> and then he leaves two minutes later because he's brushing his teeth. So then I'm now in a conversation with Mike. Like, he's a lovely guy, but I, I didn't tell him that evening to be in a conversation with him. <laughs> and you have to, you know, you, you're then talking for like 20 minutes because you're like, well, I can't just be like, all right, bye. So very strange how to ruin yusuf's day or like big chunk of an afternoon or an evening is to like take him somewhere where there's a stranger there and then tell him you've got to go <laughs> and yusuf won't yusuf would, would never go oh i need to leave too you would you would like go out for dinner with the stranger and take yeah. them back to yours i'd have to give them a soft landing you know that's the, <laughs> it's the arab in me we're all so we're so accommodating it's just always a good experience, isn't it? Always a good host. Apparently it's like that if you go to Morocco. Like, people will just take you into their house and cook you a tagine. 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 Do they give you a tissue for the sneeze? <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose that, that lesson, in a roundabout way, is that technology is is accommodating more and more for people's inability to sit with themselves because being in our own company is painful. That's why solitary confinement is considered the number one punishment that you can, you can do for someone. It's like the highest level punishment in a prison. And yet this has been highlighted by this year when we've all been in lockdown, suddenly everyone has to come to, come to terms with the fact that they're going to be alone for a big portion of the day. And so the tech is moving towards like kind of filling that, that gap, which 
is and isn't a good thing. Yeah. And I suppose from the perspective of where I suppose why a lot of people listen to this podcast, which is like setting business goals for 2021, you might be thinking, well, how is any of this relevant? And I think it's relevant in the sense that to even get clear on like what you want to do and why and how, there's a lot of wading through all of this stuff. Like when you sit down to, so we speak to to quite a few people who are at the planning stage of their business. And one of the things a lot of them say is like, I made the mistake of like Googling this or searching it on YouTube or following a few people on Facebook or Instagram. And now all I see whenever I log onto these platforms, all the emails I get are people with like differing opinions and contrasting views. And I'm just like, don't know where to begin and I'm, I'm worrying about my business next year and I'm worrying about the effect of the news and every time I turn something on it's anxiety generating so there's like all this inbound constantly on noise and then amongst that you're like right this year I should probably build some kind of online aspect of what I'm doing in case things don't significantly check go back to where they were I don't change for the better and so I, I think like no one ever wants to think about this side of it because it's it seems a bit woo woo and a bit fluffy and they just want to hear about which funnel's better but you're never going to stick to a funnel if you can't like decipher your own thinking in the first place you're right like all that inbound stuff's not great for productivity is it when you you're faced with constant and and the problem is as well you can find a counter argument to anything like you can search what's the best funnel and then you you know tripwire offer okay right and you start going down the tripwire offer um rabbit hole and then you see like 20 articles that are like why you shouldn't use tripwire funnels in your whatever and why they're not a good idea and you go oh, okay auto webinar right i'm gonna do auto webinars and then it's like oh no it's 2020 you shouldn't be doing auto webinars and you know so that it's no coincidence that all of the like is it what such a high percentage of high performing executives and ceos have a meditation practice these are people that don't have a lot of spare time and yet they carve out time in their day to do this it's yeah it's a very it's a very deliberate thing and uh so having some having some clarity in that and you know on a very practical level the the big lesson that i've had is i've set up a hotkey to disable wi-fi on my computer so command shift w just turns off wi-fi and now I'm tr- I'm getting into the habit of only turning on Wi-Fi when there's a task that I need to do that requires an internet connection, rather than the standard default of just having Wi-Fi on as the default. And just that is huge because you, you're just cutting it off at the root. You mean that it means that no one can bother you until you go out and say, "Okay, I'm now going to accept inbound communication." So that the the trouble with that for someone listening is if you don't know what to do and then you turn wi-fi off you still don't know what to do <laughs> you still don't know what to do so it's i suppose you're you're in that position because because actually you've kind of jumped the first couple of hurdles which is you know like what you're trying to achieve what the things you are to do what the, what the things you can do to achieve them what the things you are probably shouldn't do and then you, what you need to do is reduce the distractions and reduce the load so you can just do that one thing today yeah. So the we were talking about this yesterday, which is that the the answer to knowing what to do is just 
it's pretty simple. You find someone who's done it before <laughs> and has laid out the path for it. And then you put the blinkers on and you do it. And it, you, obviously you have to be sure that the person who you're, the method that you're following works and that it's from someone who can generate that result. But we look back on the best fitness clients that we've had and the best business clients that we've had. And they're all people that just buy our program and then they go, okay, I'm going to do the program. And they, what Johnny describes as stay stupid, which, which doesn't mean literally stupid. It just means like not constantly second guessing the program until it's done. And if you're listening to this, you'll, you'll have definitely had this experience with some of your dream clients. They're not the ones that are constantly fussing with the program. They just, they took the directions that you advised and they made it their own and they just did it for a block of training for six months or a couple of years. And they come out the other end and they've made the progress. And then they come out of all this having gained loads of muscle and shredded and, and they're like, well, what's all the fuss about? Like, why is this, why is everyone saying this is so hard? I just did the program. Yeah. And it's the, it's the stuff that upsets people, isn't it? Like the people hunting for the answer when they see what someone did who succeeded. It's like annoying. Cause like they look they think they're holding something back when actually the thing that's secret. Yeah. And the, the thing that's difficult is not finding the secret is being okay with not looking for the secret. It's like, I think being able to fully, fully let go of trying to meddle with the process and just fully saying like that person or that process, they've done all the thinking. I'm just going to follow it. And yeah. the hard, the hard part about getting the results is not messing it up because <laughs> it's, it's like human nature to want to like, Oh, I could, if I do this, it might go a bit quicker. Or if I do this, then I might avoid or avoid that thing and get that faster when actually all that's doing is, is preventing the success. We, I should clarify as well. Like we are not speaking from a place of holier than thou. Like we are so prone to meddling with every strategy that we've tried over the years, fitness and business wise. But, you know, the, the great thing about working with some of the amazing people that we have is that we learn from them and we see that the guys that do the best are consistently, they, they see the final product of what we, what we teach, they implement it and they make great progress. And quite often it's because they haven't got the bandwidth to be meddling. You know, there's a guy called Carl who we worked with. He's a swim coach in Australia. Um, he made, I think, six and a half grand on his first launch within a week. Um, and that was just from following the process. Coach is swimming. It's like, right, how do I do this? Okay. Went off and did it. Um, many examples of, of people that just, they're just kind of tired of looking for new stuff. And so they go, look, just tell me what to do. I'll go and do it simple life it's it's just it's patience isn't it basically you know the marshmallow test yeah you know they're like the correlation of pe- i'm gonna have what, to shut what the is the marshmallow test for I, uh, let me shut the blind i'll be back in a second <laughs> johnny's just sat in a direct sun ray so the marshmallow test um it's like a famous experiment where they put a kid in front of a marshmallow on a plate and were told if you wait and don't eat the marshmallow like i think the, the person left the room and they were told if you don't eat the marshmallow you can have a second one when i get back 
and they monitored like who did and who didn't eat the marshmallow. And I think there was subsequent tests done on the people who didn't eat the marshmallow and waited. And there's like a correlation between. I may be completely murdering this, but I think I've got the broad strokes. No, that's right. that's correct. Yeah, and and that that sense, that willpower, that ability to delay gratification, had a greater predictive value in academic performance than IQ. <laughs> it's crazy, that isn't it? Crazy. So, because so this yesterday uh, we were like just chatting about all, all of this stuff and also things that have happened this year in in propin. And one of the things we decided to do at the start of 2020 was like just experiment with um, like a few different traffic sources. So I think it's important to like have a hypothesis, have something you, you're wanting to test. Like, will this work? Is this a good idea? Let's develop a strategy and let's do the strategy for a period of time and then review it. So there was like a few things. One of them was um, using YouTube as a source of um, like organic lead generation, um, using Twitter as a source of organic lead generation and using LinkedIn as a source of organic lead generation. Yusuf was in charge of, of Twitter and mainly YouTube and I was in charge of LinkedIn. I gave LinkedIn about eight weeks and then decided that it wasn't working. Yusuf kept doing Twitter and YouTube for for the full year. And in spite of me saying, Yusuf, I'm tracking all this stuff. It's not working. It's not working. It's not working. It didn't work for like 11 months <laughs> and, and then did. And so this is just an example of um, delaying the gratification, like being very patient with, because you, you had like a course for both of them, right? That you were saying was extremely cheap. Yeah, I literally bought like a $30 course for each one and just... Just followed it. And and this this wasn't because of some great wisdom. This was just having like in the past floundered for so long that I was like, right, screw this. I'm just going to do a process. And then if the process doesn't work, I can blame that rather than blame myself for not following it. So that, yeah. But you're yeah. right. Like there's no, it wasn't, there's not instant results. Um, and this is kind of the problem with anything that's leverageable, like like social media, where you will be talking into the abyss for a long time. Uh, James Clear is the best example of this, where there's hundreds of articles that he wrote that just got zero traffic. <clears throat> and then suddenly um, the, the, the momentum started to build and build until he's published a, one of the most famous books of, of this year. So it's kind of, um, there is a balance between banging your head against a wall and doing something which like basically knowing when to quit and i think the 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 simplest way to avoid having to have that dilemma especially when you're six months in and you're thinking oh this is a waste of time is following a process which you know has worked for other people and having a feedback loop and having that feedback loop can be a coach or it can be looking at the numbers, which Johnny is incredible at, like just has <laughs> everything in the universe tabulated on a spreadsheet <laughs> with KPIs and indicators and percentages. And then he can just go, ah, oh, if you look at cell VX3, you can see that this is above KPI. So let's double down on that. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, uh, yeah. I, I just think that if there's us versus a competitor and we know more, data that we have more data than they do we will win over a long enough timeline 
So like, why do we know that YouTube's working? <laughs> For example, <laughs> like, like, yes, the, the subscribers are going up, the view count's going up, but like, that doesn't really matter. I think this is the problem. We should, we should do some more content on this in, in 2021. Cause we've done a lot of organic based experiments this in 2020 with a lot of success. Like I think more success than either of us expected, but the only reason we know that we're working, it's not like, Oh, we gained more Instagram followers. In fact, like we haven't really, but we've generated more revenue from the platform. And the only reason we know that is because we can attribute actions to outcomes. Like we can, we can attribute, like we did this thing and then it made like this money that's from there and these and these actions rather than like and i think most where most people are at is they're doing a hundred things and it's making some revenue and it's like well i could stop those 10 things but what if those are the 10 things that are generating all of the money and it's hard to know what is and isn't working basically having having attribution so important there's a yeah. there's an article yeah. i think it's by paul graham called a thousand true fans kevin kelly kevin kelly Okay. <laughs> so have a read of that if you're listening. Um, it just covers this idea that if you have a very specific and very valuable service that you can offer to a small number of people and it adds large amounts of value to their lives, then you need a thousand people that like that and you're set for life. Rather than making a tiny marginal improvement to a million people's life, going hard on a set number of people is going to is going to really cause you to do very well. So let's like partially summarize what we've discussed because it's been a very rambling episode. Um, but I think the take homes are um, part of getting clear on what you're going to do this year comes down to like reducing the noise in your life. I think giving yourself a chance. Um, because social media and online activities never really been busier. Um, that then, and also I think Yusuf mentioned like meditation practice or some something like that, I think helps you, uh, process the inner dialogue better, uh, which again helps you get more clear on what is it that I actually want to do here and why. Once you know what you want to do, the easiest way to achieve that rather than like, right, let's get the encyclopedia out and start from a and just work through until I find the answer, like just find, okay, what is the outcome? Like online fitness business. Great. Who has an online fitness business that I can model? That's like run in a way that I like. Okay. So like we run propane fitness differently to how like athlete X runs his fitness business, how James Smith runs his fitness business. So find someone that you resonate with, find someone that it's like, yeah, I like how that works. Like, I like that these guys are weird and geeks and they know exactly where everything comes from and they're not social media famous and all that sort of stuff. And then just stay as literally as stupid as you can and follow that like fully lazy river, get in the donut and just let it, let it take you around. Because the more that you try and like, I'm going to swim, I'm going to swim and make it go faster. Like before, you know, you like catch your head on a rock or something bad happens. Um, and I think track tracking what's happening to allow you to know, am I moving in the right direction or actually would I be better off stopping this um, is always going to help you because that it is just, you can only do so many things this year. You can only like spend your time in so many ways. So giving yourself the best chance of spending that time in a way that is moving you towards the thing that you actually want is really all you can do. So pick a method, 
pick a, a go- well, pick a goal, pick a yep. way to track that goal, a way to answer the question of, am I winning and how do I know? Mm. And then find someone who can take you there and yep. follow that method. I think the, uh, the best place to be is like, I think I see running, running a business, like running an online business, especially is like managing, it's like managing an engine or a production line. And once you've got the production line running and you like, no, okay, these are the components and they're going to go through this bit, this bit, this bit. And then that's what comes out the other end. And you wake up on a Monday morning and you realize that there's fewer bits coming out the other end. You're like, all right, well, I'll just look at the machine and fix the bit that's broken. That's a great place to be, right? Because you you know how it's supposed to work and fit together and what's supposed to happen when you put bits in the front, right? The difficult thing is getting the machine. And so I would, the kind of the add on to this is whenever you're learning from some, like, well, before you decide to fully let go and, and understand how something's, uh, and trust someone else, try and get an understanding of like, what am I working towards here? And does it, intrinsic does it logically make sense to me because if someone starts telling you just you need to do like if you're not getting enough customers it's because you're not doing enough instagram stories every day think like does that seem like that might work like does that make sense in terms of how that fits together can i see this still existing in five years time can i still see this still existing in 10 years time because if not you do have to be careful that you don't invest and listen to and fully succumb to the wrong thing and that is that is hard to to know that in advance but we've done that that. and it's Mm -hmm. an isolated tactic isn't it it's it's not really a strategy it's just a a thing to try that's not going to be evergreen well yeah like when instagram isn't a thing anymore and everyone's in clubhouse how does it work suddenly you need a different strategy right so it's it's so funny because there's always parallels between training and this so looking back like we did a podcast a while ago called what would you tell your 18 year old self this was on the the fitness podcast and the big thing for me was like i spent so long program hopping i think all of us did when i should at the age of 16 just gone right jim wendler seems cool he's got a lot of people strong he's got a program that's designed for long term i'm just gonna sit down and do that for five years and then i'll worry about body fat and leucine pulsing and carb cycling and all that i'll just do five three one for a long time but the the problem is to make that decision requires far more wisdom than you can expect from a 16 year old yeah i think if you were starting training now though that's what you would do yeah something similar to that because like, as you say, there are parallels. And I suppose, why is 531 a good example of that? It's very much boiled down to the key components. Like it's the fewest number of variables needed, isn't it? There's like three exercises a session, four sessions a week, bare, bare basics. You can see clearly whether or not it is or isn't working. <laughs> and there's bored, a big but boring. <laughs> yeah, boring but big, yeah. The five by ten. Five by ten on like boring but big, big boring, but boring. It's but I'm pretty sure it's boring but Wh- big. Which one's more sellable? <laughs> I think but, it's nice to have the good bit after the but, isn't it? Yeah, true. Because <laughs> you're like, well, it's this, 
but but it's this you get big whereas it's it's this but it's this yeah true (laughs) (laughs) um and this is this is why i've made some of the best progress in a specific goal that i wanted to make this year which was i wanted to get flares finally stupid little move that you might have seen me do on instagram um that's a when it goes like in at the knee and then out around the ankle the jeans like they come straight yeah, down exactly. and flare at the bus. 70s chic yeah um they look great on you to be fair thank you so <laughs> it, it's a move that you see people do on like a pommel horse in, in gymnastics and i've been struggling with it for so long and eventually i was like right i'm just gonna hire a coach and he gave me a really boring but really like specific program for it did it got flares didn't think about it I didn't. didn't you because you also bought that um the like a bit of equipment didn't you yeah i bought a mushroom from ebay <laughs> no 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 I'm, I'm talking about the the oh, swing the g-force power move training system <laughs> <laughs> from jml from jml <laughs> <laughs> it, there's so many parallels actually to starting an online fitness business bear with me here starting an online fitness business and you learning to do flares and the reason is you wanted to do it you're kind of sure why I've always wanted to do this, but I feel like when I'll be able to do it, everything will be much better. And so you searched around and you were looking for stuff. You hired a coach, you got this bit of kit. And for ages, everyone was like, <laughs> like you said, like he'd go into a park, hugging him onto a swing, having like people approach him, people making fun of him on Instagram because he's like putting himself out there. And that's equivalent to people like doing their first promo, doing their first video or promotion for their, their 14 day challenge if they're working with us. But then six months later, when you upload a video doing flares without any assistance, everyone's like, fuck, that's so cool. Like, I wish I, I wish I learned how to do that. How do I do that? And the comments are like, oh, you, well, that looks easy. Like, you make that look easy. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that's an interesting point. Like, you've got to be prepared, especially if you're going to build an organic following. You've got to be prepared to look stupid for a while. Yeah. And offend people. You've got to be prepared for for someone to say at some point, this is stupid, what are you doing this for? And just be like, no, no, no. Like, let's end of 2021, ask me then. (laughs) (laughs) And haters and those kind of comments of people being offended, they scale with reach, like just mathematically. Yeah. So the most, you know, the the highest reach uh, posts that I've put out on, say, Twitter get the most angry comments. And it's never really about you because it's, it's just the fact that you're pushing more buttons. It's getting more reach. Um, and that's just how it is. You just got to learn to play the game. I don't think ever you ever get something where like someone's more, like more successful than you at the thing that you're trying to do. And they leave a nasty comment just never happens. So that's interesting, isn't it? Hmm. Like I used to get this on, um, so here's a, here's a theory and I, someone, if someone <laughs> fits this category, um, and here's this, that might prove me wrong, meets this category and here's this might prove me wrong, but I don't think I've ever had how, why your legs so long comment from someone with a bigger one rep max deadlift than me. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I think the problem there is that. <laughs> The percentage of people with a deadlift of over like 320 is... Quite I think there's more people than you think. 
<laughs> but those those are often the people legs. like the <laughs> the people who do are often just like the post and then get on with their own training. <laughs> but it's the it, it it's just it's so consistent. Like the anytime we have negative stuff on anything, you never go on the person's profile and like, whoa, actually this guy's really killing it with his business or it's just all it's because you're like shining the light on like well if johnny's got legs that long and he can squat that like what am i doing (laughs) (laughs) that's it isn't it like i mean it's not and i know that's a very silly example but if if you if someone sees like you promoting something on your social media your 14 day challenge and it looks really pro and like they click on the page like wow like this actually i i kind of want to take part in this and then you, they look at your business, the business page, your website. They see you posting testimonies or clients and you're doing it all online. And they're still stuck in the like, where do I begin phase? It's triggering. Of course it's triggering. Cause it's, yeah. it's like reminding the person that they're failing at the thing that, that you are succeeding at. There's a lot of so. psychological baggage to, to move through. I think when you're starting a business and you know, a lot of it is dealing with putting yourself out there it's the the triggering and shining the light as you said like the fact that if you're if you're hanging around in certain circles that will threaten the security of those people that you're making a change like when you were in the accountancy firm and you said you were going to leave like people threw rocks at you hopefully not not literally but not physically yeah um because you're leaving to set up a business which threatens their model of reality yeah yeah. And, and that, like, I've, I have spoken to quite a few people who even they're in, they work in a gym and they're like one of five PTs there and they've all worked there for five years together. And there's this like sense of camaraderie and they say, I'm going to go and do my own thing online. And they get the same thing. Like they get the same. Like, like, oh, don't be silly. Like you're like, online. stupid. Yeah. And like the, the idea of like, you know, when people comment on posts saying, online will never work. It just, it reminds me of the the phrase that you told me of like the, you know, when people they're, they, they, they're trading and they're holding onto a losing trade because it's bound to turn around again. Like it doesn't make sense that it's going down. It must go up that like the market can stay irrational longer than you can stay liquid. Yeah. Is that right? So like think you can think online doesn't work, but it, you just need like do a 10 minute search around the internet and and you'll probably see that it is definitely starting to work <laughs> and has been for quite some time. So, you know, people are going to, if it's, if it's new, if it's different, if it like, as Yusuf says, challenges the view of, well, I think that offline is the way to, d- to do things. Someone does something different. It's like, oh no, no, that doesn't fit in my box. I need to criticize that because otherwise my box is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I need to rebuild my box. And, uh, you know, th- this leads us on to very nicely the other lesson <clears throat> from 2020 for me, which was hold your opinions lightly. This comes down to thinking like a trader of if you, if you have a strong opinion about something and it's challenged, if you have a, if you, if your ego is involved in that belief, you're going to start coming up with reasons why you should still hold on to that belief in spite of evidence. And the more, the more ego that's involved, the more you dig your heels in with contrary evidence to that until it becomes so undeniable that in my case, you're 23 grand down on a, on a trade (laughs) 
convinced that it's going to come back in your favor and then you're like no can't can't tolerate this anymore and then you close the trade and you're like oh great i've just lost 23 grand great so um this is like the evidence is in front of you but because of our biases and whatever we we don't want to shift our opinion now yes at the same time like you can't be so flimsy that you never have conviction in anything you do because otherwise you you'll be a program hopper you'll have the the opposite problem um but it's about always being open to the evidence and saying like okay does this require a change in my strategy it's who's the guy that alan aragon had a debate with i can't remember his name mark tobes gary tobes Tobes. (laughs) yeah (laughs) who i think i think was was basically saying like even even with sufficient evidence i'm still not going to change my mind Um, i think i think he was quoted as having said that That that's like um definition of an idea gog isn't it someone who like has become religious about a nutritional view like it doesn't matter what the science says this is just what i believe and so like that then draws into question like what's the aim of the dietary approach like if the science is saying your dietary approach is less effective at achieving the thing that we're all trying to do than this dietary approach but you're still going to say no 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 this is the way to do it like that's just ego getting in the way of of what you want to do and so i i think that the only way so i think the way that we've arrived at at trying to get around this because it's hard to do like you think something works you think something doesn't work you kind of want it to you kind of want to be right especially if you've sunk hours into something you want it to be right i think we've we've arrived at like both agreeing we're trying to do this like we're trying to get more leads or make more sales or improve the program or get better client results or something like you pick a thing you're trying to change and you're like right well we think this thing might help that um or it might not. So let's run a like a, a short test on it. Like let's just see what happens because I have an opinion. Yusuf has an opinion. There's nothing to say either of us are right or wrong. Like it's just guessing based on stuff you've seen. But the only way to prove yourself right or wrong is to just try it. Just run a controlled test. But that like the thing that's so interesting about that is I, I spoke. I, I speak to people all the time who are like. They've been doing organic promotion for their online coaching for six months and it hasn't worked. And the way that they're trying to promote now is by doing like a 30 day window of more organic promotion. And you're like, that's where you want it to work so badly. You give it another chance. Yeah. And that's, it's just, it's, it's again, it's ego, isn't it? It's like, I've invested all this time into curating the perfect feed and all my captions are perfect and the link in my bio is exactly as I want. Got all the best hashtags. Yeah. And to just drop it is, is hard. The, the, the difficulty there, like if we all had infinite time and resources and energy, then no problem. But experimentation in itself is costly because it's time away from what you should be doing. And so if you had a fitness client that says, Hey, um, I'm going to try all of the commercially available named diets and test them all for 30 days each and see which one works. You'd be like, well, it would make for quite a good YouTube video, but it's not really the fastest way to get you lean. Like if you don't care about, you know, getting to the bottom of the science and you just want to get a result, 
then just pick something which you know works and just do it for a long time. Yeah. Give yourself the highest chance of succeeding first time. I remember a maths teacher explaining to me why taking a gap year is one of the most like expensive things you can do in your life. Not because of the cost of the gap year, but this is like thinking traditional career path. So like your highest earning potential is in like the final year of work. And in some cases, it's also the highest contribution to your pension, especially if that kicks into like a, a payment in perpetuity or like an annuity you draw down on. Missing that by starting in the workforce one year later, assuming you retire at the same age, you've missed like the highest earning period of your life by taking a year off. And starting your business incorrectly is exactly the same thing. Because like the sooner you get to profitability, the sooner you reach 50 clients or whatever, the more cash you generate, the more you can invest back into things, you, the faster the snowball builds. And the longer it takes you to get to that point of momentum, the more money you're losing overall. Yeah. If you want to see that graphically, Google a compound interest calculator and just see the graph <laughs> at the like 20 years in or whatever. It's that, that classic question, isn't it? Of like, would you rather have a million pounds now or two P, a penny today, two P tomorrow, four P the next day? And everyone's like, oh, a million pounds an hour, mate. Definitely. And it's like, you're right until the day when the penny kicks over a million pounds and then things start getting mental. Which I think is like day 17 or something. I might yeah, it's not. It's there. way sooner than you think. <laughs> yeah. That like, well, that's why it's the, what is it? The eighth wonder of the world or something or compound interest. Is that right? Yeah. And there's seven yeah. wonders. Seven wonders. And then somebody coined the phrase think, that it's the eighth. I think Einstein. So many quotes are attributed to Einstein that I don't know what he actually said anymore. He was a smart bloke, wasn't he? Smart bloke. So everybody <laughs> asked, probably Einstein. Probably said something good. I feel like for him to get all of the false attributions, not like, it's not like, oh, well, he's, he was shit. Like he shouldn't get all the fame. Like I think he did quite a few good things. So he deserves it. Yeah, true. <laughs> Rightly or wrongly. It's if one person came up with the compounding interest thing and doesn't get any of the credit that's harsh if that's, especially if that's all they did yeah you'd be gutted wouldn't you terrified yeah terrified De devastated devastated you might be terrified hopefully that was in some way useful i think so but hopefully everybody hopefully 2021 is full of positive things and happy things yeah we can nice. say that the the day after <clears throat> we've just been dropped into lockdown once again but yeah. at least there's a light at the end of the tunnel now. A Pfizer-shaped light. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the hopefully it's, uh, it's all, it all seems to be going to plan at the moment, doesn't it? But you never know, like, by the time this gets released, anything apocaly apocalyptically bad could have happened. So fingers crossed. But yeah, hopefully if you're listening to this and you're kind of dipping your toe in the online world this year, it's probably not what you're expecting us to say. Um but hopefully useful. And I think like realistically, it's not about the funnel or the ad or like the buttons that you press or even the platforms that you use. It's more about like, if you're wanting this to exist beyond lockdown, then it requires a strategy that isn't just focused over the next two to three months. Um, and that involves kind of starting at first principles. So hopefully it's helpful. Cool. Okay. Bye then. Bye then. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run 
build and scale propanefitness.com. Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propinfitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.